need, I think I need another cheeseburger. Ali's face. That's a face of anger, not victory. So what's actually going on here? Well, look at the punch right before this photo was taken. Did you see it? Let me slow it down. This was such a light punch that no one in the audience even saw it, which is why they were confused. Muhammad Ali knew that Liston was pretending to be knocked out. Oh, shut up. He was yelling, get up and fight me, sucker. So why was Liston pretending to be knocked out? Well, there are a lot of theories, but my personal favorite comes from his wife, who said that Liston had diarrhea that day and didn't <laughs> want to make a scene. Do you notice something Sorry. weird about this? That one. That one got me. I mean, as a, uh, you know, a former professional, and then, you know, I still do some videography here on the side and someone who, who got, I got roped into that one. Cause I know that event. I know Ali, there was, there was, there's all kinds of theories. Like Liston had gambling debt. He was in with the mob. He was told to take a dive. Uh, you know, <clears throat> there were, there were snipers in the building that were going to shoot him if he made it out of the fourth round. Uh, there are some, there are some compelling arguments about Liston having, you know, had some mob ties and, and wasn't exactly in the most financial stable situation. Uh, and, but I, I, anyway, that's why I wrote me in. I was like, wow, what does this guy got? Turns out diarrhea. Diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be different if Ali didn't go on to become then from that point forward, the greatest heavyweight champion in the history of combat sports you know like oh i just got lucky on that one punch except for except for sonny listen actually had diarrhea he had <laughs> diarrhea given to him by a bad cob salad fed to him by the mob who purposely gave him a cob salad laced with salmonella so that he would fall down briefly in the third round yeah no that did you see did you see his head movement off that quote-unquote light punch yeah, his brain, his brain shivered and fucking almost snapped off the brain stem. Here's my so that was their second fight. The first one, I think he quit on the stool around the seventh or eighth round after Ali just peppered him, you know, fucked with him, won the championship. Um, and I think I don't think that was a knockout punch, but I think that was he didn't see it, got knocked down, and was like, Yeah, I, I, I can't beat this man. This man, he's going to make a mockery of me or he's going to really fucking hurt me. I ain't getting up. Nope. Mm -mm. Is that the best sports conspiracy? The best sports conspiracy. No, I mean, I know you're going to hit me up with the Ripken. Uh, they turned the off the lights. The, the night the lights went out in Baltimore. Yeah. Preserve the Iron Man uh, thing. I, I mean, I'm trying to think of some others. I don't know. The, the Maradona hand of God is not a conspiracy. That's just an event. Um, yeah. Let me see. I mean, here, here's the thing. Uh, well, let's you, you tackle that one. The, the lights went out in Baltimore. Come on. It's baseball. If they really just wanted to preserve the streak, like Cal could have just limped his way out the shortstop and just like prayed that they, you know, maybe throw balls like all either outside or inside and hope the guy just fucking just, you know, knocks him down the first baseline. Doesn't have to move for an inning or two. Yeah, he could have showed up uh, a little later, just got into the game. There is the Ted Donahue. Remember, does that name ring a bell? He was a NBA ref who did oh, yeah. have some, and then he he claimed that the well, a couple a couple of the LA Lakers games, but most importantly, Game Seven of the 2002 or Game Six of the 2002 Western Conference Finals, because you can tell like the, the free throw disparity. The Lakers shot something like 
nearly 50 in the game. I think that the, the, the King shot 19 or 20 or something like that. It was still an incredibly close game. Yeah. But that's not conspiracy. Cause then that guy get like, like shit canned and also sent to jail. But he did, he got, he got, I would say fired. The NBA let him go. He did do some time and he admitted that he had some fraud, fraud, but the conspiracy is that, you know, that they the refs threw game six of the western conference finals when the refs were like no we didn't that the, the kings fouled the fucking lakers they had Shaq, they had superior players and they were hacking the shit out of them mm. Mm. well you do bring up uh conspiracies and i'm actually really grateful that you did because um i've been thinking a lot about uh space and aliens and such uh recently and I know you kind of hate this topic, but I know Alan loves it. Are we officially pivoting? Because I did grab up uh, like a top 10 sports conspiracy theories. But we, Yeah, we, I was going to I was going to pivot. We can okay. go back to the, the sports conspiracies. But um, the only reason I bring this up, though, uh, is because I heard somebody talking about the Internet and they're like, be nice if I can get some high speed Internet around here. I mean, they shot images back from the moon back in 1969, but I can't get myself anything but a dial-up connection. I was like, wait a minute. They make a fantastic point, actually. They, they said that at the end of their uh, sentence? <laughs> <laughs> at least in my mind, they did. I had already pivoted in my mind to the fact they brought up a good point, though. 1969, we've got broadcast images from the moon. We can't even get... Only till now with Elon, Elon sending up Starlink, can you get low latency satellite internet? And it's not even available worldwide yet. I can't get it even here in Cecil County. Bodunk, nowhere, fucking no fiber optic cable Cecil County. Yet back in 1969, they could send a broadcast signal from the moon. I'm not saying they faked it, but if they didn't, they probably should have. And if they didn't, where is that technology now that can beam a signal within two seconds from the moon to the earth to your television screen. Mm. So the conspiracy is we didn't go to the moon. Alan, do you, I mean, I, my, my take on it is just a logistics issue. There's a lot of people, you know? No, I agree. I agree with nobody opening their mouth. I, I agree with you on that point. But how did we do that then? But we can't do that now. No, no. I mean, logistically now we can't do it because it's 300 some odd million people in x amount of households some of which are in remote areas i mean it's just you know i was gonna say plus the like yeah i think that's part of it it's a combination of like it's greater population and the technology like we have the technology to do that you do you can fucking see people on the other side of the world with this thing like right this second uh so like we have it it's just that it that costs a lot of money and we all know how the world works. Uh, the pores don't get them. Uh, and so like that's just how it goes. Uh, I make it that way. That's, that's just the game. Um, yeah. I think that's the bigger issue is just now it's like, well, who's going to spend the money to give them the fancy technology? Like no one. No, but I'm not a dirty poor and I don't have the fancy technology. I want the yeah. fancy technology. Yeah, but yeah. supply and demand. There has yeah. to be other people around you that exactly. and and you them. also you also live in a in a in an area where I think one might say that it's more more likely to be resistant to change. Uh, <laughs> so uh, you know, with along with the resistance to change comes the lack of infrastructure updates that get you high speed internet. Rumor, vote for your city councilman mm -hmm. <laughs> who will get you broadband internet. 
<laughs> well, I, I was reading up on this and I just want to seven watts of power is what they utilized on this camera. Right. And then it had to be able to communicate back with uh, telemetry data, radio and video. And this is what the fuck they did. They invented the unified S band. They shot 10 frames per second to Australia to where they then turned it to standard definition to where they then beamed it back over to the U.S. to where they then beamed it to the fucking broadcast stations to beam to the world i'm just saying that seems like a hefty amount of work if they didn't fake it again they probably should have it would have saved a lot of resources a lot of cost a lot of money a lot of time uh we could have just believed it anyway and just moved on with life these are like we 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 even use the australians for something could you imagine right now being like hey australians do you want to help us do this thing they'd be like are you serious Y'all are fools. Yeah. And you're talking about 2022 Australians. This is 1969 Australians. Like, hey, mate, what you want me to do? I'll put this battery up to the wallaby. Yeah. They were basically <laughs> just still criminals. Yes. Yeah. It was more or less uh, that Mill Gibbs movie was Road, Road Warrior. Road Warrior. Okay. Well, no, the, it's not. It's not Mad Max. Mad Max. Yes. That was one. Road Warriors was two. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Mel Gibson and then it was going to be uh, Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> that Mel Gibson movie where he's a crocodile hunter, right? Yes. I do. I do. As much of an anti-conspiracy theorist I am, I do believe that they probably use some fake photos, something that was done during the trial. Well, they didn't they do um, uh, test runs and like water and, and some other places and things like that because i mean it's a tall task to get three astronauts one of which are like trying to remain intently focused on one completing this mission that's never been done before and two saving their own fucking lives they're like oh yeah we're gonna need you to document the event all right man i'm gonna take like three or four fucking photos and that's it i don't take any photos when i go on vacation right right (laughs) these motherfuckers had you know i don't doubt that someone some publicist or someone from nasa was like you know we're gonna slip in a few of these that look legit and just say yep that was from that was from the moon landing right there look at that well they did a lot of test runs at night in the desert because it's super cold and that would simulate you know kind of the environment they were in on the moon and and you're right i think what they I think what they thought was they were working their asses off and like, all right, yeah, let's slip in some of these publicity photos because they came out a lot crisper than what we had on the moon. I mean, it was one take. We didn't know we had to develop the shit. So we'll just slide those in there. Nobody's going to care. They, they, they know we did it. And then it's like, well, wait a minute. Isn't that a desert rose blossoming on the other side of that rock? <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Ah, son of a bitch. There's like, like a hundred year old Kodak employee. <laughs> fucking just still lingering he's he's got no communication with the outside world the u.s government's just cut him off until he dies mm. but he's got the secrets man he's got the story bob woodward's gonna come out like the next 10 years and this guy dies and like see fucking fake kodak employee totally right he's got the receipts right here fucking just developed a couple of films slid them on in there pass them on to abc news fucking good to go documentation history that always, folks that, that always cripples the conspirators History, history. They just can't handle documents. They document everything to a T. (laughs) Those Kodak employees were meticulous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm also starting to question all of my beliefs in aliens and UFOs. And I I think I'm sorry to completely derail the sports conversation, but I'm starting to believe that the government, in fact, has alien spacecraft. And the only reason they're telling us that there's aliens is so that we don't believe that the government has alien spacecraft. Does that make sense? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a diversion tactic. So you tease it with a little bit. Of, you dangle the carrot, and then it's also you know it's like, hey, look, look over here. Don't look here. Hey, yeah. pay attention to this. Don't pay attention to us. Well, like now, if you see a UFO, they can be like, yeah, pff, fucking aliens, man. I don't know what to tell you. But in reality, we actually have spacecraft that can do that shit. We just can't hide it anymore because there's so many fucking cell phone cameras everywhere. Everybody's staring at the sky all the time with their fucking cameras on 24-7. They're like, yeah, there's fucking aliens. But I think we actually, that whole Bob Lazar story, I think it's true. I think they figured out the technology, and now they can't hide the technology if they want to test fly it all the time. And so now they're going to say, yeah, there's aliens, so they can fly that shit around and blame it on somebody else. You know, this is like, I have a... Go ahead, Alan. I'll, 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 I kind of like. I mean, because you didn't watch this shit, so don't be, don't even be talking. No. Uh, yeah, so, I, I have a good story about it. Eat my. Okay. Food. Okay. It's interesting. Oh uh, well, that's it. not a good. Story. I didn't. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. Yeah. Yeah. See. No. See your way out of this conversation. A and B are here. So look, uh, I think you're right, man. I think you're possibly entirely correct. He was like, uh, we didn't have the capacity for it back in the day when he was spouting off at the mouth and they were like, well, we got to railroad this guy because he's going to fucking spill the beans. And now we might have like we don't have an actual grasp on it, but we have like a little bit of a grasp on it. It was like it was like fucking like Jeff Goldblum and fucking Will Smith fucking taking that taking that fucking that alien spacecraft up into space. Like right. they, they kind of had the general idea, right? Like move stick forward and or backward well, uh, and figure it out. The captain saw it in action. You know, he could see he could fly. He's like, I yeah, saw, he saw, he saw it in action. He saw it from behind it. Uh, so he figured that he could fly it, uh, which made perfect sense in 1998 or whatever, whatever that fucking movie came out. Uh, so, yeah, no, I think you're right, man. It's, it could be that we like we've got one guy who figured out that he can fly it, but we can't really fly it because now everybody's got cameras in their hands. And they're like, look at that fucking thing up there. Yeah, I think you're right. This is fucking genius, Mer. I think we've reached a breakthrough. Thank Independence you. Day, 1996, by the way. Oh shit! That's a thing. Like I, okay, I've seen a dump truck go up and down my road, and uh, people hop off the back of it and throw trash into it. I don't think I could like whiz one around the streets of Baltimore because I've seen mm-hmm. it. Mm, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm gonna go ahead and roll the dice here and say you could handle it. I'm, yeah, I'm just saying. I think the alien spacecraft is slightly more advanced than the trash truck. Right. Yeah. <laughs> his, his, his captain, what? Captain Hillard? Is that it was? Ooh, Will Smith in the movie? Yeah. I don't fucking know. It's just I Will think Smith. so. I think it's Hillard. Yeah. I, uh, I think that Will Smith and The Rock and people like that, they should just use their actual names in the movies now because he ain't fooling anybody. I don't think you're somebody else. I know who the fuck you are. You're The Rock. Oh, Schwarzenegger just, just go in like, He's been talking with an Austrian accent for the last 40 fucking years and pretending to be an American guy that just lives down the road, like teaching your children and kindergarten. Why didn't he just go by fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger? Doesn't fucking matter. John Kimball. Captain Stephen Hiller. <laughs> John Kimball. What I was going to say was, uh, so I have a senior level architect uh, and that's a collaboration. That, you know, basically he handles uh giant uh voice over ip installations for our company and this guy's i mean this guy is a whiz <clears throat> his hourly rate's really high but he can do what we uh what we set out to do in nearly half the time you know what i mean we budget up like 
300 hours for a project, he can do it in 120, 130, whatever. But I had brought up Bob Lazar and he over a teleconference that only me and him were on at this point. He goes, oh, you're familiar with him? I was like, well, <laughs> weirdly, weirdly enough, we talked about him on, on my podcast. Oh, you have a podcast? I'd like to listen to that. Can you send me the clip? Yeah. And then that opened up Pandora's box to a lot of other shit, man. My boy, and I, I won't name drop, my boy uh, is, <clears throat> is an old time hippie and he believes smart as a fucking whip but man he 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 likes it he loves it he, he congrats by the way he said good job that was good stuff entertaining good well what's his what's his craziest theory i like i, I that's what so, we need we need we got, some crazy theories we got into that and then we got in then, then it segued 9-11 and he he rattled off like, like eight to nine of them he's like oh those buildings came down way too perfectly there's no footage of it at the pentagon I feel oh. like I feel like fucking West played this parlayed this into like <laughs> an, area where, an area where he knew he could be combative with this person versus just listening to another enlightened human being talk to him about something very important and interesting. We had we had three minutes until customers jumped on the mm. fucking conference. We didn't exactly have, you know, hours yeah. to dissect this stuff. We had paying customers who sure as hell weren't going to be like, oh, well, Sorry, I interrupted your Bob Lazar Area 51 conversation. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. We're paying customers. Now, I just think that the guy was like, oh, Bob Lazar, let's talk that. And you were like, what do you think about 9-11? And then, <laughs> and then you just derailed him. You just totally derailed the guy from fucking proving me and Murr right. Mm. <laughs> Whatever. <sighs> Good times. Well. Middle class holes, Murr, Allen, and Fox, man. By the way, some of the biggest sports conspiracy theories of all time that I brought up. Michael Jordan's first retirement was a secret suspension because of gambling. I don't think so. After watching the doc, I used to think that, but after watching the documentary, I I I believe otherwise. Yeah, yeah I watched him play baseball bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but 220 for the Birmingham Barons. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, that was but- good. But again, you know, his dad, his dad was murdered. I mean, I think his dad might have been murdered because of gambling. And that might have been a little bit of a retirement setback for you. That might get you thinking about other ways to live your life at that juncture. And uh, yeah. So, I mean, I think the gambling might have come into play, but not in the play that uh, the conspiracy theorists wanted to think. Uh, The 1985 NBA draft was rigged. So the New York Knicks would get the first pick, which was going to be Patrick Ewing. Um, I've heard that. I don't know. Uh, here you go. Number three, Cal Ripken's record streak uh, game play was saved as an intentional power outage. Um, the NBA uh, rigged game six, the 2002 Western Conference Finals to save the Los Angeles Lakers season. There you go. Uh, the 1995 New Zealand national rugby team was poisoned prior to the World Cup final. <laughs> I believe. See, okay. Here's the thing. We should go if we believe or don't believe this. I believe that's true. I, I, I believe okay. I've heard that one before, like that they, you know, like they spiked their water or something like that. Kind of like the Michael Jordan pizza remember, in, in the documentary, like he got the flu, no. like they intentionally gave him like food poisoning, but he still no. wrecked their asses. Well, yeah, the, the, I, I got another there's another key bit that they didn't mention in the uh, in the Michael Jordan ESPN documentary. But this is why fans believe it in front of their fans. Uh, South Africa defeated a heavily favored New Zealand squad in front of uh, the final of the 1995 World Cup. Before the match, many members of the New Zealand team came down with food poisoning. 
Uh, and after the game, their coach blamed mysterious waitress named Susie. Ooh. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> why it's probably bunk. Uh, one of the team managers is on record saying Susie was not a real person. Instead, the day before the match and after a big night out uh, that left members of the teams feeling not too fit, the team drank uh, what he called dodgy milk. All right, number six, the NFL destroyed evidence from Spygate to hide what the New England Patriots were really doing. I think just because I hate the fucking Patriots, I'm like, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. You bet you. That's big facts. Wait, they're saying that the NFL? Yeah. Then, then it, is that, it, would that be why maybe they went after him so hard for Deflategate? It's like, you guys sullied our name and now you tried some other bullshit, so we're going to break you over the coals for something of lesser importance? Probably. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Uh, Pete Rose had a secret agreement to be reinstated to baseball after the lifetime band. Yeah. What, what does that mean? Cause he's still banned. Well, they're saying that. So once he struck the deal with major league baseball, that there was a private handshake between him and Bart Giamatti, that he would be reinstated at some point down the road that, that, you know, after like a decade that, you know, the bygones are bygones, Rose, you're back in. You know, you served your time, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So is he going to get in the Hall of Fame ever? Do I think so? Yeah. Uh, probably after he dies, they'll do okay. it. So like the year it. he dies, you think they'll do it? Just probably. So he can enjoy it. Yeah. Just to be an asshole. Probably. <laughs> so That's, That's very it. baseball of them. It's very major league baseball. Yeah. But I don't know. Rose is an asshole. So. He, well, he has. That's true. But he's a one of the. He's a he's an asshole who can hit a ball. I can take sure. it. But... <laughs> sure. Uh this is the night the, the, then it's the phantom punch. Uh the rigged fight with between Ali and Liston. Doesn't say doesn't doesn't mention diarrhea, weirdly enough. Um <laughs> the 2005 NBA or NHL draft was rigged, so the Pittsburgh Penguins uh could draft Sidney Crosby to save their troubled franchise. I said these rigged fucking uh, drafts. I don't know. I mean, I think anyone could say that. Drill. Yeah. I, well, I mean, again, these would require much further reading. If there's like, if you if you put the 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 pin on the board and you can draw like seven red strings to it, then maybe you got a point. But yeah, sometimes we, it's just that Sidney Crosby yeah. came in right after Mario Lemieux like exited and was just as productive. Well, there's also the yeah, and I didn't know this. This I mean, we're going on like 15 or oh, nearly 20 years ago. Uh, the Penguins had just narrowly escaped bankruptcy. So it was like a troubled franchise. And it said they were close to moving to Kansas City. Oh, damn. I did not yeah. know that. No, I, I, that would have been wild, man. God, that's like the Penguins. I'm not an NHL fan, but if the Penguins were to leave, that's like the Rangers leaving New York. Mm, it's probably not. It's probably not that that serious. You don't think so? No, I think that that team is like a, that's a story. That's like, okay, as far as Pittsburgh goes, of course you got the Steelers, but like, it's yeah. the only other team. I mean, look at the Pirates. Pirates. Yeah. I no, I was going to say the Pirates, but fucking no, because like they're not. I mean, the Rangers are the Rangers, bro. Like the Rangers, like there's it wasn't in the original like six of them. I don't think the Rangers. Penguins were part of the original. Six. No, exactly. That's my point. Like I, if you had picked, if you had been like the fucking Pittsburgh Penguins leaving is like the Colorado Avalanche leaving. I'd have been like, oh, OK, whatever. You pick the fucking Rangers. You could have. That's like picking the Bruins. They're fucking like no, no, not the same. Uh, and again, yeah, I think the Steelers and the Pirates are more important to Pittsburgh. Maybe they the the Penguins became something more important in recent years. But I think long term, the fucking 
Steelers and Pirates are way more important. I, yeah. I, I disagree. I think I think okay. the hierarchy of the sports in that town goes Steelers, Penguins, Pirates. Agreed. Well, now, yes. Yeah. But, but, but even in the Lemieux days. But historically, I don't think so. Well, that's the thing is I think what you see, you're based on the conspiracy on the Lemieux days, and that's when the Penguins were the most successful, and they had, like, really stamped their name onto the cup, and – it elevated them to who they are still believed yeah. to be. They won back-to-back titles in 92 and 93. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is 2005. And Yamir Yager, I think, still plays. Yeah, yeah I think that guy does still play. Kicking around in some, like, third-tier Russian league at, at 50. This is another good one. The the Civic Center, and I'm going to share this uh, share this photo with you. This is before the stadium that they had now. So this is I was gonna say our yeah. civic center. No, no, no. This is the, the Pittsburgh Civic Center. So I'm not sure what they played it now, but this is what it was. If you look closely, that stadium could semi like turn and open. I'll see if I can yeah. find a photo of that. Well, wait, go back because on top there too, uh, the very, very tip top, like at the 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 nipple point. Yeah. Um, I think if you look closely, you can actually see, yeah, right where your pointer is. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme is actually up there dismantling <laughs> a bomb, uh, saving everyone inside the arena. Is that, is that so? <laughs> um, <laughs> actually, it's true. I think that, the movie was called like Thin Ice or some shit. <laughs> was it in Pittsburgh? <laughs> yeah, it was done at that fucking... Yeah, because that's when the... Again, that's when Pittsburgh... The, the Penguins at their zenith. And they used that oh. fucking thing for... Yeah. During the Stanley Cup, yeah, they showed they used footage when they were playing the Blackhawks. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, man, I haven't even thought about that movie until <laughs> you said something like twenty years ago. Yeah, oh, but shit. that anyway, that arena they they designed it to be able to open uh, during the summer for uh, to make it semi outdoor for um, no reason at all. No, concerts, concerts, so. and things like that. But I think at a certain point. Um, it basically de- like deemed it like not necessarily inoperable, but like, yeah, we shouldn't be opening this thing anymore. I was, probably shouldn't do that. That's, <laughs> that's a bad idea. It's like my, it's like me buying a Jeep with a hard top. Like, yeah, I mean, it's great in the winter. I can take it off in the summer. And then I've never taken it off because it's such a pain in the dick. Yeah. Can you imagine that happening? And then, uh, and, you know, it's like going back to the first day after an engineer. It's like, yeah, we're not opening it. Just constantly looking up the entire time. Ugh. That's kind of the way I was at, uh, or not, not me, I never went, but friends that used to attend Preakness before they really fucked up the infield. Really, people used to throw beer cans. So you're sitting there like <clears throat> talking to your friends, you know, spitting game at some young woman, just constantly looking up to see if a, a beer can's going to smash in the face. You ever heard those stories? No. Yeah, no, I'm aware of anything you say that potentially happened at Preakness. I just believe it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Probably. Well, sticking with the uh, the sports theme, you guys know that a sign was stolen at Houston with the Astros. We're not talking about the uh, <clears throat> the video cameras. I'm talking about the 2017 uh, World Series flag uh, that commemorated their 2017 World Series championship that stood outside of Minute Maid Park. Some vandals went up and stole the goddamn thing. Uh, they were actually, I think they gave a crack at the 2018 Division Series uh uh, banner it's not as they call it a banner it's a piece of you know bended metal that looks it, like a banner in the way yeah uh some i don't know if they if they were trying to steal the 2018 division series banner or in order to get 17 they had to damage mm. 18 a little bit but uh yeah man this is actually i think this is pretty genius a stolen sign in houston i fucking agree with it. 
Yeah, I love it. You're laying, you're laying that on pretty thick there, Wes. <laughs> I mean, it's well done. I mean, good, good, good. Yeah. My thing is, I actually have never really technically had a problem with them, quote unquote, stealing signs in the first place. Like the, you know, I know that, like some what what was it? They were they were videotaping, they were watching, yada yada yada. But here's the thing: it's Major League Baseball. These players make that much money. These teams make that much money. Like, I mean, the owners make billions of dollars a year, right? The owners? Yeah. I mean, not billions a year, but uh, Hundred, I, hundreds of millions. Hundreds of millions, yeah. Some some hundreds of millions, some tens of millions. There's got to you. I, I've always felt like the reason you have, you know, you think about like uh, Leslie Nielsen, Naked Gun, like, whoop, 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 you know, doing all, have better signs. Have better communication. Create a language that only your team understands. And if the other team cracks that code, then yippee ki Then they've got an unfair advantage against you or a fair advantage, depending on how you look at it. Bro, you listen, sign stealing has been a part of baseball since baseball was baseball. Okay. Even back when it was, you know, the Adam Sandler movie and John Turturro and it was Sticky McStickens and they invented the Admiral Doubleday invented baseball, which is a joke, by the way. Um, <laughs> Okay, but but putting a fucking camera next to the TV cameras in center field and having that relayed into a live feed into your dugout, and then you're like, all right, man, bash this fucking tin trash can if it's fastball. Don't do anything if it's a bash this if it's a breaking ball. Nothing for a fastball. All right. I mean, <sighs> come on. Yeah, but don't they have to just literally look down to see how many fingers the catcher puts down? Yeah, but they, they don't. It's, this isn't fucking major league where uh, – What's what's his face uh, is throwing down one for fastball, or it, it's a little more complicated than that. Yeah. Well, not that complicated because all they needed to do was see it, and they understood it. They read the language pretty quick. Yeah, but if you have a stream of it, it's very easy to figure out. Right, it's harder to figure out when you're getting flashes of it every two seconds. Yeah, a guy on second base is like taking yeah. a peek at it, and you got to get a guy in position to look at him. Right. Like, yeah, these motherfuckers were straight being like, "All right, what's that?" Yep. Yeah, that's making like they had they had the time and the like the resource gave them the time fucking to be like, all right, so that's one is OK. One is fucking fastball. Got it. The, uh, three, three is fucking curve curveball fucking outside. Court. I, the, like they had time to dissect it. They fucking enigma machined fucking <laughs> pitchers. <laughs> like they didn't just steal them, bro. They were like, yeah, let me let me decode these and then we'll use them. Sure. You can't like, tell me, though, that there's not a guy on every team sitting out center field binoculars staring at the catcher's crotch, like figuring out what they do. Wait, so, so the team sends a fan into the center field bleacher seats where you can't sit directly in center field anymore because there's the batter's eye. So it's somewhere in the outfield with the binoculars and they're relaying in. <clears throat> hey, this is what I think. I don't know if maybe. I wouldn't put it past them. I mean, these guys were just like, yeah, hey, let's just sidestep all that bullshit and get some fucking get some Sony cams out there. Let's just fucking do it the right way. Uh, Jimmy's eyes are getting fucking beat up. We're tired of this shit. At least the guy thing makes it like there's at least some room for error. You know what I mean? The this the stream. I think this this the video stream of signs is just a, a step too far. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the, the steady like the live feed into your fucking yeah. clubhouse 
And then, you know, then you're paying what someone 75 bucks a day, uh, a game to beat on a, a tin trash can. I'm not saying they didn't go a step too far. Okay. I, they got comfortable <laughs> doing something shady, but you know what? They will forever be etched in the record books. They will forever have that ring. The only thing they won't have is the rusty metal sign that's now missing outside the stadium. Well, the, the original one, I'm sure after a month, the team will say, fuck it. We're putting up another one. Yeah. This time we're going to put elect- electric electric feet on it. They get, yeah, real, not- they get real butthurt about it. Yeah. They, they can put up a camera in center field to steal signs, but they can't put up a fucking camera in their goddamn. Right. <laughs> outside of the stadium. Keep it up yep. security. Oh, they got it out there. It's just pointed the wrong direction. <laughs> like the Pentagon during 9-11. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, so they had a camera. It had low latency fucking connection. Right. Right. Uh, last thing I want to get to before friend or foe. Do you guys see this video of uh, the kids? Sol- the kids solving three Rubik's cubes while juggling them. All right. So juggling is hard. Solving a Rubik's cube is incredibly difficult. I've never done done that. I've I've heard people say, oh, you just got to keep the middle one the same. Like, all right, thanks, man. I fucking I appreciate it. I'd rather just untake the stickers off and do it that way. Well, Um, they've changed the Rubik's cube, by the way. It does not have stickers anymore and you can't pull it apart either. I can solve a Rubik's cube, but it takes me if I'm if I'm seasoned, if I've been doing it for a while, it takes me. Four minutes is the fastest I've ever done one, but it's about 10 minutes if I'm just doing it. All right. Well, this guy, this kid, uh, 19-year-old uh, Angel Alvarado, saw three of them while juggling them in th- four minutes and 31 seconds. Fuck that kid. <laughs> and he's fuck his not, parents. He's probably not good at anything else, right? No, his parents are they're probably abusive, and they probably like he, he probably hides from them in his room, and this is his only, only outlet. Is that your psychological summarization of this kid what else could it be who learns to juggle and solve three rubik's cubes i don't even know how you do that like physically like how do you do that like i mean it's practice and time right so that means you want a lot of time to yourself away from other humans they're probably abusing you mentally is he is he Am I understanding this right? Is he solving them whilst juggling? Like, yeah, as as he's juggling with with juggling them whilst while spinning them with his thumb and 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 getting the you know solving the puzzles. That's pretty good. I think. uh, I mean, hell of of an endorsement. That's pretty good. (laughs) Well, I just think it's not. um, (laughs) Like, I think what you so I I have solved Rubik's cube, and there is a process to it. It's just fairly simple. Now, like, I didn't devote enough time to fucking mastering it like blindfolded and shit but having solved one in theory yeah you can absolutely like if you did it enough you could feel your way through it um so i definitely think it's it's easier so the juggling's probably the harder fucking part than solving yeah, but, the, but even if you're solve, even if you know how to solve it like blindfolded with one hand right like you still have to like catch it at its right, you know what I mean? Like, you got to know which way you're flipping, right. and you also have to. I mean, there's six sides, so you have to catch it on the right side to like manipulate and then throw because you right, don't have time. Gonna say, like, uh, as someone who can juggle and can juggle pretty well, uh, if you give me like, like they make juggling balls that, yeah. that are designed to like to, to, to be some semi absorbent and be able to, you know, do that easily, like tennis balls. Tennis balls aren't 
Yeah, you can if you can juggle, but they're not ideal for it. Rubik's cubes, I assume, are even less ideal to juggle. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. But if you as a juggler, then you should know it's really just all timing. So, yeah, with a fucking obscene amount of practice, this doesn't seem illogical because then it's just all timing. You just have you have to just start and stop where where you know you're going to be. And then if you keep a tight fucking juggle, because I can kind of juggle, but not really uh, fucking then I would assume that you could kind of time the rotations of the fuckers every time they go around. But okay, I get what you're saying. I agree. You know what I mean? I, I agree in part, but using some of that same logic, someone who's rolling a die in craps could say, I can, I can time it. I can throw that down. Like, cause you, cause you're, you're throwing basically what Murr alluded to earlier. You have to get that perfect like side of the Rubik's cube in order to use your thumb to manipulate it before you chuck it up in the air again. Yeah. But, so like I think of it differently because once you let the like like your example, once you let it die out on a craps table, it's fucking now at the mercy of a of fucking one, a table, a wall and just fucking its own momentum rotating it. Whereas like when you're throwing something like if I were to throw my mouse in the air, I could throw it up just high enough for it to rotate once and land exactly the same way in my hand every single okay. time. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I think you could do the same with the Rubik's Cube. If you just had an obscene amount of time to fucking practice it. Yeah. Sure. But see, now you're talking about practicing solving one blind, basically. Then you're also talking about learning to just juggle. Then you're talking about learning to juggle with precision. Yeah. Yeah. And combine all of these three skills into one, which comes back to my theory that he has an abusive home life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was locked in his room. Uh, okay. So the world class Rubik's Cube juggler. As a shitty home life. That's what we're determining. But we're going to determine something else in a segment we like to call friend or foe. That's right, my friends. Time to read a news story to you. See if you agree or disagree. Friend or foe. And this one comes out of Charlotte, North Carolina, where federal authorities say a man has been arrested in North Carolina after he was stopped in the city's airport with more than 23 pounds of cocaine. And for you... Uh, metric system users out there. That's 10 kilos concealed <laughs> in the seat cushion of his motorized wheelchair. U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers encountered the traveler while he was coming through Charlotte Douglas International Airport from the Dominican Republic. Quote, his answers didn't match up. His physical purported handicap did not match up. That was a telltale sign. You don't say there, Jim Bob, uh, that there was something suspicious going on. The four packages containing cocaine were discovered within the seat cushions and had an estimated street value of $378,000. The 23-year-old man was charged with trafficking cocaine. Officials say that he was a lawful, permanent U.S. resident. So he's one of these guys, you know, uh, locked up abroad, but locked up here and not abroad, which is the best place to be locked up. But friend or foe, um, the handicapped, should they get away with random shit because they're handicapped? They already have a struggle in life that they have to cope with. Do they really need to be bothered by Border Patrol agents or foe? (laughs) No, everybody should be treated equally and uh, you get manhandled. Um, I know that's a bullshit friend or foe, but I guess my thing is, is like, 
what what wasn't matching up? They didn't really say. I mean, it just sounds like something a border patrol or TSA agent would say, like, wow, these actions didn't match up with the, you know, was handicapped. Like, oh, really? He's got three hundred and seventy five thousand dollars worth of cocaine under his ass. And he's acting funny. What did you think was going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. And what's the what's the uh, what, what what's the grilling session? What's the Q&A that takes place to figure out if someone's handicapped or not? You're right. You know, they roll up on the wheelchair. Hey, man, you handicapped? Uh, yeah. Ooh, sounds suspicious. Come on. <laughs> well, I guess my point is under the, okay, the real friend or foe is like, should the handy, if somebody using a device to get around, should that device always be stripped down and searched or mm. no, it should only happen when someone's acting a, a little funny because actually Wes, the reason I like this story is because I learned something from you uh, back in the day. There was a time where you had a set of crutches mm. and you were making your way into a, I don't remember if it was a wrestling event or a musical event, and you stashed uh, stuff that you wanted to take into the concert inside of the crutches. And then as soon as you got into the venue, I did the crutches. You, you just dumped the crutches and fucking walked on. And I was like, that was fucking genius because nobody fucks with the handicapped. Yeah. Had, had the ace bandage around my ankle and everything. It was genius. <laughs> nice. But this guy didn't get away with it. So anyway, the point is, friend or foe, should they be at, should you call extra attention to them because they could always be hiding something on their persons or foe? No, you know, unless they're acting weird, you let them go. Alan, what do you think? I think, yeah, unless they're acting weird. Like, honestly, I don't care so much about, like, like, like if they got away with it, if they always got drugs through because they had wheelchairs, I'd be fine with it. Like, it's the only times I get really upset is like when handicapped people inconvenience me personally. And I know that's very selfish, um, but it is what it is. So, like, this doesn't inconvenience me. Uh, so I don't care. Let, let them let them smuggle cocaine in the backs of chairs. What's the big deal? They got they got rough life, man. You got to pay medical bills. You know how much wheelchairs cost? Fucking Damn right. Um, so yeah, no, I'm fine with it. I, I friend cocaine smuggling. I don't know if that's the question here, but yeah, that's fine. That's a fair answer. <laughs> I mean, so let's be clear. I think the security at, uh, Nissan pavilion in Virginia for a Jimmy Buffett concert is a mere cry <laughs> it was a little lax. to the uh, folks at Charlotte Douglas international airport. Um, I'm so is it, is it, <clears throat> I am friend for you know kind of giving them a little bit of a hall pass okay yeah. and i agree i agree with that they got a rough life they've are like alan said like they've got extra medical bills and things like that like just let them fucking go man like if, if he wasn't in a wheelchair my point is is he wouldn't have been stopped which is probably why he thought he could get away with it utilizing a wheelchair i guess right. where he fucked up is that he didn't solidify in his mind his his quote unquote fake disability, like he didn't own the part. He wasn't Leonardo DiCaprio in this specific scenario. Right. He fucked up somehow. They 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 asked him to hop on one leg, and he said sure. And he stood up. <laughs> They're like, all right, we're gonna search your chair <laughs> hey, now. You you're gonna have to walk through this metal detector. Oh yeah, no problem. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and where I'm on Alan's side too is see again. I'm only mad at the handicapped when they inconvenience me. And in this situation. It wasn't the handicapped guy that was inconveniencing everybody else in line. It was the TSA and the Border Patrol that were like, hey, hold on a second there, roller boy. Let's uh, see what's going on here. Now they're holding up the line just so they can search the wheelchair 
because there's a foreign object and they have to they think they have to search that that's, thing. that's exactly right that's the kind of situation that as i pass him on insecurity i'm like ah oh, come on man he's got no legs or like whatever you know something just <laughs> fucking along those lines depending on what i observe you know what i mean like i would just leave it alone but as they pull cocaine kilos of cocaine out of his chair like the fucking guy just needs to pay some bills man Let, leave the guy alone it's yeah. fucking rude stop harassing him you're, yeah. you're harassing people you know what I think might be a little might uh, is uh, Charlotte, North Carolina at, at Douglas International. I think might might be one of the biggest foes of this whole scenario was that when they discovered twenty three pounds, aka ten kilos of cocaine, that Ric Flair didn't come out and go whoa somewhere. I mean, that would have been that's got to happen, you know. That'll put you right on the mountaintop <laughs> right there. <laughs> yeah, I, and, and by the way, you uh, I. His answers didn't match up. That's still, I'm still kind of perplexed about the the Q and A session that took place. Like, huh? Slow. What did you say? Slow down there, roller boy. <laughs> yeah. Easy there, wheels. <laughs> hey, hot rod. Can't be yeah. screaming through here. Well, yeah, and I mean, seriously, that's the explanation. His uh, answers didn't match up. Okay, according to you, his physical purported handicap did not match up. In what capacity? This is one of those, like, after-the-fact cop answers. Like, uh, well, why'd you stop him? Uh, I didn't like his answers. Well, what were they? I don't remember. <laughs> like, well, well what, what, what prompted these questions? Uh, he wasn't acting right. How's that? I don't remember. To, to be fair, it's a five-paragraph thing from the AP uh, that... Uh, it's five, five paragraphs. doesn't mention his name. And they probably can't like the, 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 yeah, the, the, the person that they arrested, they can't mention his name. So they probably can't purport a lot of, you know, a lot of the answers, a lot of the evidence, a lot of th- that type of stuff. I just keep that in mind. I'm just trying to be, you know, no, they can, they can answer like legitimately, like what happened. They could have been like, oh, well, roller boy was coming through at a high rate of speed. And, uh, we said, excuse me, sir. Why are you so sweaty? You know, like they could have like added some detail okay. to like why they even thought that, because otherwise, then you are, in fact, profiling based on the wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And so you're saying like, oh, hmm, this guy's got a lot of space for cocaine. Coming, from the, him out. coming from the Dominican, huh? Yeah, yeah. I know yeah. what happens there. And unfortunately, they were 100% correct, which uh, <laughs> actually flies in the face of all of my logic. I was going to say, all three of us have been pretty steadfast in our... Somewhat like heartfelt sympathy for this guy. Like, no, let him go. Let the handicap go. You know why? It's because all three of us are daydreamers, and we've all thought about could we bring drugs back from a foreign land? Oh God, make a hundred, make three hundred thousand dollars in a weekend. When when, I've watched Locked Up Abroad and thought maybe once or twice, like I could have figured that out. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When when, the hard hard part's getting back through here, you know. You could, I could stump the fucking Guatemalan border patrol. Like, that's not a problem. <laughs> I think I got that locked up. <laughs> it's just getting back through, like, Miami or Houston. Yeah. Really, that's really the kicker. When when uh, when Johnny Depp is playing George Young and he's coming back with those two suitcases of uh, of Coke, I'm, my, my heart's racing. I'm rooting for him. I'm like, get through, yeah. George. Get through. Yeah. You're on probation. Look, man, time, time's just tough. Gas is expensive. You got you got you got you got to do what you got to do. Gas is expensive. <laughs> so yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say this to lock this up. But yes, and that, my friends, is 
your friend or foe. But Alan and Wes, I did put my uh, my hundred dollar reserve in for a cyber truck this week. That's so, damn. Yeah. What's a cyber? Look, I, what's a cyber truck? It's the fucking I don't know. It's some Musk. It's with it's it's the Elon Musk RoboCop mobile. Yeah. It's it's uh it's, it's some, a full size truck. Some Musk boy stuff. It's mm. electric, stainless steel, uh, bulletproof glass for no reason sounds except for fucking douchey. It sounds yeah. as douchey as it sounds, but it also goes zero to sixty in three seconds. Yeah. And Robo truck. At, Cyber truck, not robo truck. <laughs> you, how do you? Okay, I I am always perplexed by this. I'm always perplexed that Wes knows what the hairdresser in The Rock says to fucking Sean Connery on a whim, but one of the most talked about, anticipated pieces of machinery and technology that's come out in the last decade or four. He's oblivious. This looks like <clears throat> these look like the this looks like the droids from uh, that McConaughey movie. Which uh, the one where he's in space? Oh, <laughs> Interstellar! Interstellar. These look like the things that could break down and you know run out and save people from the ocean planet and stuff. Look at that yeah, thing! Yeah, yeah, wow, yeah. They're they're fucking extra ugly. Right. I, there's something about a man like I can't. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing <laughs> with you. It's just that they're Elon Musk's thing. If they were anybody else's, you wouldn't care. No, it's that it, shit was like Ford Cybertruck. You'd be like, man. No, it's it's the technology that's in it. It's the fact that it, it it's on air suspension and you can raise it and lower it up to twelve inches. Um, it's the fact that you can tilt it like I don't know, like thirty degrees, so that you can like like literally roll shit in like there. If, and, that, if that was the twenty twenty three GMC Jimmy, you wouldn't be after it. You're one hundred percent correct on that. You <laughs> See, are right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. I'm definitely torn between. Well, I want to no, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get a Tesla, but I was looking at the Model 3 and then I was doing a price comparison, right? I have I showed you, I don't know if I sent the picture to you, Alan, but I stacked wood like all Saturday. I cut it and stacked it and I'm like, oh, "Fuck, man." And I and I had to borrow my dad's truck and I'm like, "God damn it, I need a truck, but I want this electric car." So, he's giving me the option. So, I'm going to fucking I think, I think Ford has electric trucks, don't they? But not, they don't have like the this. technology. Not like this. What technology uh, other than like your crazy air suspension and bu- fucking bulletproof. Bulletproof bulletproof <laughs> glass. You never know when I'm gonna be involved in small arms fire and you know, it just it might happen. It springs up every now and again. You never you? know when the world turns into Minecraft mm-hmm. and you've got the vehicle to fit in. Or Robocop. But check this out. <laughs> or fucking demolition man. It's 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 fifty thousand dollars, which is comparable to most full size trucks. It's not terrible. And at five dollars a gallon, over the time of the loan, that's twenty thousand dollars in gas. Oh yeah. No, I'm which, with you. I would like an electric vehicle now. Too. Which pulls the, the price of the vehicle down to thirty thousand dollars. So for thirty thousand dollars. I can drive around Cecil County and I'll probably get shot at by small arms fire because I'll look like a twat driving up and down Route 40 through Rising Sun. I hope you don't get injured by it, but I do hope someone pops a shot just for shits and giggles. I kind of do too. It's either going to be people who, one, assume that, yeah, this guy's, fuck this, this guy's rich and shoot, or just people who are legitimately spooked. Whoa, what the hell's that? Aliens! Like, I remember the fucking truck from Halo. Yeah. You, you, ain't, you ain't fooling me, motherfucker. 
Uh, shit. Well, we're pulling for you. How many contestants are there, roughly? Do you know? Well, uh, if I'm basing it simply on the number that was assigned to me by the reserve, it's in the millions. So it's probably going to be two years before my number pops up. So by then, I might be able to afford it. Yeah. Well, fuck it, man. You get a, get a, get a truck. Give, give what you have now to young William when he's uh, getting that learner's permit. Get the new 2023 GMC Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> by that time, it's going to be called James. Yeah, I think <laughs> they're gonna class it up a bit. Yeah, that's right. Uh, shit. Well, friend or foe, appreciate it. Let us know your thoughts. 23 uh, pounds, 10 kilos in a wheelchair, right or wrong, Douglas International Airport. Maybe you should give it a try. See what happens. You you roll through with 10, 10 kilos. Yeah, roll the dice, dude. Uh, I'd fucking own it. That's the thing is, I would like, I would tell you to put like an epidural in my back as we got off the fucking plane. Be like, dude, just fucking. Just jam it in. Nerve, nerve block me. Just uh, do it. Do it. That's right. <laughs> Just got to lift my lifeless body into this wheelchair. We're getting this blowback stateside. <laughs> if you, someone pulls a Walter to me in like Big Lebowski, I've seen yeah. some Gibbs dude in my life. These fuckers faking it. Oh, yeah. let's fall down. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. All right. I think it's time for Fun Fact Friday now. That's right, my friends. It's officially time to fill your brains with useless knowledge. It is time for Fun Fact Friday, brought to you by, of course, the Shin Splints Recovery Group. In fact, I almost posted to the Shin Splints Recovery Group because just the other day, I was stung in the lower leg by a wasp. And apparently, I'm slightly allergic. And from the knee to my ankle was swollen and red, and I didn't know what to do. So I was like, who would have the information I might need about pain in the shin area? Oh, yes. Shin Splints Recovery Group. So if you're a moron like me and you want some advice from other assholes, head on over to the Shin Splints Recovery Group. You can find them on Facebook. O-M-G. Facts. Did you know? Studies have shown that when someone keeps a secret, they are physically burdened. Keeping a secret literally weighs you down. Hmm. I, uh, I've heard that. I, I mean, it it makes sense. I get it, but isn't that part of like the uh, the whole the whole beauty of it? I'm telling you this secret. I know this is going to weigh on your conscience and probably make you older mm-hmm. and probably make you die sooner than you would have if I didn't tell you this. But if you're a good friend, don't tell anybody. And then you go to yeah, another close friend, be like, "Hey, man, between you and me, listen." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you share the burden. You kind of disperse a little bit. Dude, there are some heavy souls at NASA, considering they faked that whole fucking thing, right? (laughs) I know. There's some Kodak employees that are fucking just pulling their hair out. Um, No, I mean, I I guess it makes sense. But then it's like, but it depends on the secret, though, doesn't it? I don't know. I've got secrets that I've held on to, and I almost feel more joyous for. Whole, but again, it's just like dumb shit between like you guys. Like I remember, um, I, I found a beer in the uh, the what do you call it? Like the mechanics bay at the gas station I worked at, and that beer must have been like 120 degrees. And I cracked it open, and then uh, Eric, well, you know, Eric Klein walked away, right? And I dumped it down the drain where the where we dumped the oil because environment. And then when he came back, he saw the empty can in my hands. Like, you drink that beer? And I was like, Yeah. Why, dude? That thing's been in this. That thing's been in here for like ten years. It was 120 degrees. I was like, Yeah. Well, fuck it. It's a beer, right? 
I just told him like three years ago that I didn't drink that beer and he screamed at me. And it was like the greatest feeling in my life that I held on to the secret for like 25 years. That's like, okay, hold on. Pretty good. Holding on. Yes, that could be categorized as a secret. Okay, I I, I don't doubt that. But that's not like someone saying like, hey, hey, man, tough times are going on between me and my wife. We're thinking about getting a divorce. I'm telling you this. And here's some of the things that have transpired. Don't tell anyone. Like, oh, God. You know. Come on. Yeah, but now you've burdened that person. Like that's not even your secret anymore. Like once it's told, it's not a, it's not your secret, right? Yeah. So like you're only burdening the person. So for me, keeping that secret about that beer was just like a great practical joke that yeah. like took a long time to play out. Hey, I, I also I think I told you not to tell anyone about my trick with the crutches going into a Buffett concert. And you told yeah. it. You feel less burdened now? Now the world knows. No, I'm pretty sure you announced that to everyone who was attending that night. Like, well, guess these aren't necessary anymore. Woo! And then, like, toss them, like, ten feet into a trash can. I think they were from, like, when I was a freshman in high school, too. They were, like, three or four inches short. that's one of my greatest memories man it's awesome especially somebody at that time you know right now our age gap isn't that much but at the time it was like man this young boy just taught me a great fucking (laughs) life lesson yep buffett was fun (laughs) buffett was always fun Well, that means you've done this multiple times because this was not a Jimmy Buffett concert I was attending with you. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. Did you know sales of shawarma skyrocketed soon after the release of Marvel's The Avengers? Shawarma is a food, right? Yes. It's like that thing where they have that giant spit. It sits uh, vertically and not horizontally, yeah. and they like kind of like cut straight down it, and it becomes like this giant like cone of delicious. Sure, yeah, meat. no, I, I'm a big fan of those because though um, not only can you get the mix, the lamb and the chicken, or the lamb and the beef, or a little bit of both. Oh, you got to have lamb and something else, at least in my humble opinion. <clears throat> those places always undoubtedly, undoubtedly, they have some sort of like a uh, small ice cream scoop that you can get some fiery hot chili peppers thrown in that sucker, you know, along with the rice and the grains or a, uh, a salad or whatever that you like. I like arugula. You can get the, the tabbouleh, the hummus, the, all the other stuff mixed in there, but they got that fire shit that like three pepper rated extravaganza. <laughs> but, it's funny that you don't know you have you have no reference to why yeah, that's important. Uh, was was it Iron Man? Yes. Uh, yeah. One or two? The one? No. Avengers. Like it oh. said in the facts. <laughs> uh, which was the first one? <laughs> Jesus Christ! So what happened? Was it a- was, Age of Ultron or or the first one with Loki? The, the, oh man, Jesus! <laughs> yeah, no, actually, he's right. It was the first one with Loki. What ha- what happened was. Robert Downey Jr. noticed there was a place that was selling shawarma, and he didn't know what shawarma was. So he improved in the scene. He's like, after he almost dies, he's like, yeah, I saw a shawarma place down the street. But this is all done. We should, we should go have some shawarma. Well, he fucked up production because then they had to film a whole new scene, and Chris Evans had already grown a beard. So if you watch the cut scene at the end of the credits, Chris Evans has his hand over his face, 
because he's grown a beard for Captain America for a different movie, but he's dressed like Captain America, but he's got to cover his face because they had to then shoot a scene of the Avengers eating shawarma in a blown out restaurant. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And no one knew what shawarma in Cecil County was until that movie. And then uh, I've since had shawarma. So well done. (laughs) Nice. Where'd you go? I don't know. I think no. Actually, I think I, I was made like, it. "Where did you find other brown people to make you shawarma?" <laughs> I'm just kidding. I made shawarma at home. Uh, okay. <laughs> I just stacked meat and, and shaved it. That's stacked- where that's where that pork taco thing came from. The big tower of meat. Stacked lunch meats until they fucking. <laughs> <laughs> then I carved them. I carved them long ways instead of called it shawarma. You shaved turkey from turkey. <laughs> threw it in a pita. It's <laughs> <laughs> good to go. <clears throat> I threw it into a flour tortilla. Oh, <laughs> the worst. <laughs> Did you know the longest known record for constipation? Want to guess? Ooh, two months. No, Alan. Six months. Ooh, no. You guys are right. One's high, one's low. Hundred and two days. Okay. Damn. So, shade well, over three months. Three, three and a half. Oh, yeah. Months. yeah, about three and a half months. God. Three and a half months of not taking a shit, but how, having to. How do you not be terrible? How do you not die? You not die, yeah. That's yeah. a good question. Well, this harkens back to one of our most successful fucking clips that we've ever had is that chick taking a shit all the way down the bowling alley, like the full length of her intestines. Right. Like, I mean how long did that take to build up? Because that wouldn't have been 102 days. And then no, when you. I mean, hers was like, a, that was like a week, I think she said. Yeah. But with a very specific diet, too. Wasn't yeah, she was, she was, yeah, like, she was yeah. basically just eating fucking fiber. Yeah. Uh, I remember that clip, too, because Alan was like, yeah, you just unclog it, you know? And I said, no, <laughs> I don't know. Because when I sit down in the toilet, I just poop. I don't have yeah. to uncork things. <laughs> yeah, well, she physically corked it. So. <laughs> The natural progression of things was to uncork it and see what happens. Oh, on roller skates, nonetheless. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just that turn's going to propel you forward. Yeah, you just fucking somebody behind you just gently rolling you forward as you. Yeah, that's someone burdened. That's someone burdened with a deep or or pulling you. They could pull you like if you were just holding on to a rope. Like I'd I'd elect to pull. I wouldn't elect to push. Hey, look, I don't know what you're into, man. <laughs> it's like a crank system too. I mean, well, cuz if you're behind her, man, you got to like you got to like straddle the gutters and just <laughs> hope these lanes ain't slick. <laughs> 102 days though. Wow, that's that. I mean, Jesus. What if, then the, I mean, that person could have undoubtedly beaten the bowling alley yeah, longest was, pooper, like, you what's know. The, what's the poop like after that one? I don't. Uh, yeah, I I imagine. Unless not it's like fun, Stan, uh, Stan and hard. Stan Marsh getting like shot, shot up in the air eight feet, you know. When he <laughs> okay, what point do you start to question what's going on with your body, though? Randy Marsh, sorry. Well, at what point do you question? Uh, <clears throat> like, you, to me, it's two like, weeks. Dude, shit. To a couple days. Yeah, the th- I think the three day mark, I get a little like, what, what's, I, what's happening? And then, yeah, two weeks, even a week. I mean, <clears throat> something's oh, got to be alarming. Yeah, uh, 
well, because what I'm getting at, like a three, because I, look, I, you know, I went through my little, my, my workout phase here. There was a point where like, I just remember three days had gone by. I was like, what was the last time I pooped? And then finally I took a shit and I was like, okay, good. But I feel like at two weeks is when I would seek medical attention. You know, like I would, after a week, I would probably go buy some like over the counter, like, you know, sodium citrate or whatever the fuck it is. And then nothing happened then like two weeks. I'm like, all right, I need to go see a doctor. And that's that's 14 days. Yeah. It's not 102. You know, I, I was like 12 or 13 once, woke up in the middle of the night, excruciating pain. And this is this wasn't like <clears throat> at that point in my life, I wasn't waking my parents up randomly unless I was sleepwalking, uh, unless I was in dire straits. And I was like, hey, like, you know, mom, I I my stomach is just on fire right now and it's like oh I'll wake up and then by the by that point my dad had woken up and they they thought i may have appendicitis right so my mom starts like pushing she was like no you know if, if he did where i'm touching right now would be super sensitive and he'd be and then you know after like five minutes my dad's like when's the last time you took a shit and i was like Oof. yeah it's been a little bit yeah and so he <laughs> went to a 24-hour uh uh, drugstore came back, got me some stool softener, and that next morning, man, chewy, like Hiroshima, Nagasaki. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't no. 102 yeah. days. I was 13. That was probably like four days. I gotta tell you though, man, I I had to you know prep for that colonoscopy, and I'll say like I feel like after a hard night of drinking, I've done much more damage to my colon than that than all those chemicals I dumped into my fucking system. <laughs> I have destroyed toilets much more violently than what happened with all that Metamucil or whatever the fuck it is I took. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know in 1869, a dentist was the first person to add sugar to chewing gum? That's right. The so irony. Is, it, is that so irony? Re- I don't think so, because I think that's a good business model. I think he planned that. Right. That's a good point. Damn. What a prick. Yeah. What are you talking about? But from that, we got all the... I mean, I don't know if we got bubblicious from that, but we got all the great chewing gums. We got Wrigley's Spearmint. And Big yeah. Double. Oh, chew. Yeah, and we got all those, you know, hour-long sit-down sessions in the dentist chair every six months. That's fair. I haven't been to a dentist in a long time. I think I need to go. Yeah. If you're getting the cavities filled every six months, though, I think we got other issues. <laughs> what like what hey have you been pooping no like your diet <laughs> you a chewing gum person yeah my buddy read it on a fun fact 1869 the Ooh. dentist put sugar in the fucker and finally we're all about to learn a brand new word are you ready yes yeah. did you know <laughs> the skin that peels off after sunburn is called Blipe. Blipe. B-L-Y-P-E. Blipe. Mm. I feel like we've had we've had a few things like this. Not the vocabulary word, but a few kind of very common uh you know physiological things that happen in the fun fact Friday that you pointed out though. Blipe. That's interesting. Yeah. You ever you ever you ever eat your blipe? <laughs> Just my boogers, man. No blap. No blap goes in my digestive system. Really? I like to I like to poop I, regularly. I, there is a kid I would peel some some peel, 
It sounds so disgusting. Damn, you're a gold member food. here. Okay, go on. <laughs> I'd, no, I'd, I'd peel a big chunk of it. <laughs> be a little, be a little, little salty, but other than that, just, just like nothing, like a, like, like rice paper. Not that, not that I've licked a lot of rice paper in my life, you know. <laughs> but yeah, like, like, like salty rice paper. Well, first of all, I think all this is pretty foreign to Alan because of like skin peeling and things like that. Yep. Isn't Don't, not a problem that I have. <laughs> I didn't know that. that I didn't know that word though. But that's just because really. Yeah. Wait, the the okay. Have you ever had a okay honest question? Have you ever had a peelable sunburn? No. Nope. Wow. Yeah. Think about this. I'm going to be 43 this year, and I will say I remembered at least 40 sunburns that I could peel in my lifetime. Because yeah. I don't remember anything before three. Nope. <laughs> yeah. No. Never had that issue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you never your sunblock. You never were tempted by uh, salty skin to give it a tie, give it a try, an appetizer. Nope. It's somebody, not that like bad. Somebody else's, like I, 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 I didn't even have readily ready access to it to try it. I'll tell, you, <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm on vacation next week. I'm gonna be outside for a couple of days straight. I'll peel you some blight. I'll save it for you. Mm. Put it in a bag. I'll send it your way. He'll save you some, like uh, like gold member. You know the box. Sounds delicious. <laughs> Take it away. Take it away. And that, my friends, is your fun fact Friday. Before you go, uh, coming out of Tokyo, Japan, an 83-year-old Japanese adventurer returned home Saturday after successfully completing a solo, non-stop voyage across the Pacific. So he's the oldest person to do this. The same guy was the first person to do it uh, years before. I'm not even going to try with his name. Kenichi Hori, I think. Um, <clears throat> the first time he did it. Yeah, that's it. Kenichi Hori. No, it just sounds like a... Japanese porn star. That's right, yeah. Kenichi Um So, yeah, the first time he did it was um, from Tokyo or somewhere off the coast of Tokyo into San Francisco. This time he did the uh, the reverse trek. Uh, 1962 was the first time he did it. Um, he was also, he's been around the world a few times. 83 years fucking young. Goes across. Took him, let's see here, 69 days. Damn, your thoughts on human achievement. Alan, I got things to say, so go ahead. I mean, that's those Japs, bro. They're robust. Mm -hmm. They're robust people. I wouldn't uh, be shocked I, if this guy had juggled Rubik's cubes, you know? Yeah, what did you say? 83? 83, yeah. like 83, that's like like if like if he was a white person, he'd be 105. <laughs> like <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like that's that shit's wild, bro. Like Alan's like reading my mind right now because it's I'm like starting dog to, years. <laughs> I'm starting to feel like ethnicity and things should factor in to some of these like age related feats because an 83 Japanese 83 year old Japanese man is like a 110 year old white man. <laughs> yeah. So like if a 110 year old white man does it, like it should it 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 should be an equivalent record. I I don't know. Also you know, we we did the thing with uh with, with Tom Brady and that that other what was it Blanda the other the other quarterback was, that played yeah. into his forties yeah and dude they looked homeboy looked haggard yeah in comparison to Tom Brady Tom Brady's like a male model still he looks better now than he did when he was in his like twenties and thirties so I just feel like th these age records are going to continue to be destroyed 
and they're not as significant as they once were. Plus technology, I'm sure he didn't just take a fucking uh, dinghy and raft it across the fucking Pacific. You know, he's got GPS, he's got, you know, all these fail-safes. It's not as dangerous. I'm not saying it's not an accomplishment. It's not something I would attempt or I would want to do. But, you know, I just, I feel like nobody cares because everybody does subconsciously realize that these things aren't as... Yeah, significant as they once were. I mean, I think it's pretty cool. What kind of boat was it? Did it say? Uh, no, and the picture doesn't really show that much. Adventure Return Home. No, nope, doesn't give you the doesn't give me the model or uh, make of the boat. No, it's one. Of, if you saw any of these adventurers that go on these, it's like a little sailboat. Yeah, basically, and it can flip. It could. You can go upside down, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you'll be fine. It's not like here we go. It's yeah, look, at the, look at that guy. No, look at that guy. It's God. nothing but sardines old, and rice. Old Japanese men turn into like attractive middle-aged Japanese women. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or like or just like uh samurai statues. Just caricatures of samurai statues. Yeah. Look at that guy. Yeah, think you think this guy is like a uh, uh a disgrace to his family because he did, like oh no. he's a sailor. He's not he's a samurai not. He's not a samurai warrior, he's a sailor. Yeah, he's most uh, he's most honorable. He fucking <laughs> He he covered the seas. Oh yeah, he traversed the seas. He went past the, the land of the rising sun. Yeah, to America. That's the kind of guy that slaughters dishonorable families. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Like it's total opposite. You know, it's not like he's um. You know, he's he's traveling, and again, it took you know sixty nine days, a uh, shade over two months from San Fran to Tokyo and back and forth. I mean, those are two balling cities. You know, it's not like he's uh. Perhaps he brings on some rations, and then you know, every now and then he's got to cast out and catch a bluefish or a shark or a orca, cut that puppy up and eat it, and get a token. <laughs> 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 it's, and not to diminish his, you know, accomplishment here, but like you said, bringing rations. Like we have the technology now that you can take like four thousand calories. And somehow shrink them into like a fucking kind bar. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Where you can take like one bite and you'll be sustained for three days. Right. Yeah. No, and so, if, yeah. If, if my man caught an orca, he, his quads would be clotheslined by the side of his boat, by the side, the side of the boat. <laughs> Flipped over. So, well, congratulations. I, I'm shocked. I mean, <clears throat> it doesn't shock me that this man has done this. A number of times. I just like the fact that he did it. Uh, he was the first person to do it solo in 1962, and has traveled. Mm-hmm. He's gone solo around around the world a handful of times. So yeah, man, fucking hey, keep rock, keep rocking, man, keep fucking doing it, keep killing orcas out in the Pacific. <laughs> nice. I think the Japanese are the only ones that are still allowed to kill whales too. I don't think even they're allowed to kill whales. No, they still have that like that that porpoise slaughter like once a year. Oh, I thought that was in like I don't know, like Finland. No. Oh no, there's definitely one in like Finland though. Oh, we should talk Damn. about that. Do the Finns still fucking kill Finns? Yeah, they're like dolphins or something. Some kind of like North Atlantic dolphin that they just fucking like herd up onto shore and beat with clubs. I think. What? You know, Scandinavians. Wow. I would, do. I would like to attend that. <laughs> I'm not saying participate. I would like to attend. Hold on. 
we'll we'll have to fucking pick this up here in a second. But uh, yeah, Finnish whale slaughter. Google's gonna be like Jesus Christ. <laughs> what, what what are you doing? Yeah. So it's the the Faroe Islands, guys. Sorry. Uh, before before we go even further, uh, yeah, the Faroe Islands. Uh, they're a part of the Kingdom of Denmark, and they be slaughtering whales. Let me get that. Uh, let me get that screen share. Oh yeah. I'll show you fucking whale carcasses. Oh good, thank you. That's what I needed to end my night with. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, fig- I figured as much. So that's why we're here. So boom, whales. So. They they heard these whales, which are just like tiny. They're basically like dolphin whales. Uh, they heard them into this fjord because duh, fjords. Uh, and then they they stabbed them mm. with knives. Oh shit! Yeah. Well, at least they get at least they get up close and personal. Like the Japanese. Oh yeah, this is done by hand. Oh damn! Yeah, this is gruesome. And then like Peta was like, "Hey, stop doing that! Stop hurting them and then slaughtering them so violently." Look this video. Okay, we don't need to watch uh, it. Yeah, yeah, I think I get yeah. the picture. Yeah, yeah I'm good. Well, well the, first of all, Wes was the guy who's like, I want to go see that. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> you're, you're right. He didn't say participate. I take well, it back. I get it. The um, the Japanese have the uh, the Taiji Dolphin Drive Hunt. It's uh, let's see. They they basically. I'm gonna I'm gonna shorten this up. They. They basically get them into a harbor and then they just fucking harpoon the shit out of dolphins. And they're just dolphins. Yeah. It's the world's biggest annual hunt. Approximately 22,000 are killed. God. Every every fucking year. So you gotta kill some dolphins. Yeah. And, and homeboys gotta kill some orcas, you know? Damn, they just be herding them in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all types of fucked up. Well, Alan, if we haven't discussed it or disgruntled any other listeners, tell the children's. Well, yeah, if find- you're into if you're into fucking whale maimings, uh, you should definitely <laughs> follow us on Instagram. That's most of our content, uh, <laughs> and Twitter at MDL Classholes for Instagram and Twitter. You can check us out on Facebook and TikTok as the Middle Classholes, and of course. Our favorite mode of communication, please email us at tickleourtummies at gmail.com. That's right. Shake your head, Murray. You know you love it. And for your listening pleasure, fill those ear holes full of Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts as the middle class holes. Check us out. Hell yes. Hell dolphin, yes. <laughs> dolphin murders. It's kind of our thing now. We're changing. We're changing the name of the. <laughs> oh God! I'm looking through pictures, and this guy just has a dolphin head on his shoulder, like okay. a fucking basketball. <laughs> it's terrible. He should. He's got to stop that. He's and, like... and and real quick, an extra before we go, um, Wes, can you please explain your T-shirt this evening? Oh yeah. So this here is a, a, a original design by our good friend. Uh, maybe I'll leave his name out. Who uh, <laughs> who originally was. Um, uh, spearheaded a t-shirt graphic campaign called Speakeasy that no longer exists anymore. Now he uh, he is the entrepreneur of a snowboarding company called Pigaloo. But this here is uh, a representation of a Caucasian American who uh, finds out that he's one thirty-second uh, insert Indian tribe esque whatever. I'm one hundred thirty-seventh. 136 or 132nd Iroquois. 
<clears throat> he started off as his name is his Randy, and then he landed on the name Soaring Eagle. So this here is Randolph Soaring Eagle in the flesh. Oh my God! I like it. That's nice. Oh, Randy Soaring <laughs> Eagle. I might need one of those. <laughs> this is one of one, man. This is a fake documentary that's been like twenty years in the making. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Randy Soaring Eagle. Yeah. God. He was, uh, me and Murr did some whiteboarding on um, on his, like, back backstory. Like, he wrote a few books, award-winning books. Um, one called Those Who Don't Know Natives and Navajos. Uh, it was Fly, Eagles Fly, The Life and Times of Randy Soaring Eagle. You know. I like it. I like it. <laughs> you do? But, yeah. Right. But if I... If I remember correctly, we come to find out that he's actually Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> that makes perfect sense. I like I like where this story arc is going already. I think Murr was gonna we were gonna like make Murr Randy. He's gonna go, How are you doing? Nice to be here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sign me up. I don't know God. what you want me to do, but I'm in. Wes remembers my memories better than I do. That's so great. Well, on that, folks, good night. Enjoy yourselves. And if you're Native American, we love you. Have a good one.